Perhaps the most controversial topic of discussion in our day revolves around truth. Opinions often blur the lines of an objective truth. Streaming platforms, social media, and other public forums allow individuals to project their truths upon the masses like never before. In the midst of woke, cancel culture, religious freedoms, political liberties, and social injustice, we attempt to search for and reveal the truth. This is Truth Revival. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Truth Revival. This is season two, continuing on. Just clicking them off, Paul, one episode at a time. Click, How you doing tonight? Click, click, boom. <laughs> I remember that song. Yeah. Boy, that was a good one back in the day. Yeah, it was. Paul, you doing all right tonight? Hallelujah. I'm good. Yeah. I, I can't complain. Greatly yeah. blessed and highly favored. Huh? Yes. In, uh, in the words of Bubs, he says, greatly blessed, daddy, and highly flavored. I'm like, mm. yeah, that's good, Bubs. You know, I, <laughs> I consider myself to be a, a plain Jane kind of guy. I don't like mustard ketchup. I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like pickles. I don't like chili. You know, I'm just, I'm just a, a unique bird. However, I do like to have seasoning and flavor you know, like when, when I'm eating, I just don't prefer like the condiments and, and things. I, I get that. And I will say this. You probably cooked the best steak I ever ate. <laughs> it was unreal good. We're going to have to do that again. Oh, we need to. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you have any more uh, beef? Uh, I can get some. Homegrown beef? Well, I hadn't killed one in a while because the wait's so long. But, you know, yeah. I got about 50. We could pick one. We all right. Well, um, our topic for today, it's just me and Paul in the house uh, on this episode. And our topic for today is one that that we've discussed a little bit, Paul, you and I, but many, many of you guys will agree with what we're going to be talking about here. But the concept of being spiritually shallow, spiritually shallow. Now, there have been multiple references in our podcast about the parable of the sower, particularly the one Matthew chapter 13. And I believe um, that it's also broken down in a little more detail, Mark chapter number four. But when the seed is sown in the stony places, it says he hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, but because he has no roots, he endures for a while. And then tribulation, persecution arise, and they begin to stumble. They begin to grow weak in their faith, and they eventually fall away. Being spiritually shallow, Paul, what was you able to discover whenever you was doing a little research on this? I've got three or four scripture references and what it what it means to come into the fullness of, of not being shallow. But uh, I, I want to I want to talk about the deep the deep crying into the deep in Psalms forty two seven really fast before we get started. That way we maybe can end up here. Okay. Uh, it, it it talks about the deep calling unto the deep and and that's the innermost part of a man in the spirit and, and the deep things of God all come from the spirit of God. This, listen to this. This is a call for communion. In essence, the spirit of God is reaching deep into his children's spirit by passing all that would attempt to impede him from that communion. 
He's coming past all those things in the flesh. And if we'll, I'm going to read in Romans 8 about the flesh, but it's, a, it's just a call for communion. You know, being spiritually shallow is to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Bottom line, if, if you search it out. But being deep, the deep crying into the deep, it's the Spirit of God reaching down into you and pulling out who he is and you seeking him and coming after him and finding who he is. And, and when we're done today, you're going to realize, hey, this this shallow spirituality, which I would say, Rome, a huge percentage of the church have right now. I, I, don't, I don't want to call out a number, but a huge a huge amount have it. We're going to realize that, hey, to to be deep, we got to be deeply in love. I really think what it all boils down to is commitment. Yes, I mean we can talk. We could talk about this. We could talk in circles for an hour, Paul, mm-hmm. about this. But really what it boils down to is spiritually shallow means people that are living a half-hearted relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not deeply rooted in their commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that and you know, here's what's going to happen. If you're not deeply committed, if you're not deeply rooted, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that what are you going to do to stand against the wiles of the devil, the schemings and the attacks of the enemy? How are you going to stand against that? How are you going to fight against that? You know, the Bible says that the foolish man, what do he do? He built his house on the sand. On the sand. And Paul, uh, you've been building uh, you've been building houses for a little while now. A little right? bit, a little bit, yeah. You got one even going on right beside my place. Mm-hmm. Got a little duplex there. And I've noticed how they've they've dug down the footers. Mm-hmm. Down to hard dirt. They dug them footers down into the ground. <laughs> yeah. And it, so that that place can have a good foundation. Mm. And you know what, Paul? People who have been building houses for, for centuries, for thousands of years, knew that a house had to have a good foundation yeah. to stand. The chief cornerstone is what we need. The chief cornerstone, <laughs> deeply rooted. Yep. Right? Yeah. And I'm so afraid that many of our Christian friends, we just, you know, we have a, a surface level understanding of, of the things of God. Remember that deeply rooted. We'll come back to it later. Okay. <laughs> all right. But but really what this all boils down to is commitment. Okay. So <clears throat> so for, for those of you who don't want to listen to the whole entire episode, we've kind of spilled the beans right here from the, from the get-go. But you've got to be committed. Those people who are spiritually shallow would not be considered to be fully committed. No. Go ahead, Paul. No, Romans 8, 12 through 17, it talks about us being heirs with Christ. If you're, if you're an heir, you're going to receive you know, your inheritance. And what, what your father has is going to come to you. And, and here's the deal. If what your father has is going to come to you, you can either squander it or you can relish it and, and build on it. And, and you know, encompass who he is and what he is, and and be just as great mm-hmm. as he is, and and the walk that you, that you have. Listen to this. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Woo! That's that's <laughs> hey, you, you, that's black and white for all. Listen to this, who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. For if you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit 
that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Mm. What? For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And look at this in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16. It says, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. The natural person. For they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So if we have the mind of Christ, and we're led by the Spirit of God, and that deep cries out to the deep, that Mm -hmm. means he's crying out to the innermost person of who he is in us. Mm Mm-hmm. He's turning us and making us and growing us. So if that's the point, and we'll and we'll get to this later, if that's the point, you can't be in a relationship with him and have a, a bond with him and be shallow. You can't be because he's not shallow. I like that, Paul. And, and in that little passage right there, it talked about you know discerning the things of God. The, the natural man doesn't understand the things of God. No. Because they're Mm-mm. in enmity, they're they're at odds, no. and so in order for us to understand the the deep things of God, as you're saying right there, we've got to dive deep into that spiritual man. Yeah, and oftentimes it requires faith. We may not see, you know, exactly what God's plan is right now at the time. Mm-hmm. God is working in a spiritual realm, and so we have to look through the eye of faith, particularly the Word of God. You're not in this thing alone. No. God has given us His His instruction manual. God has given us His Word. And to discern the things of God, Jesus said, I'm going to send the Comforter, and the Comforter will teach you all things. All things. Yeah. And so if you seek the Lord with your whole heart, you're, you're gonna find you're, him. You're gonna find him, okay? And and uh, and I'm just gonna say this too, Paul. It is really difficult for man to humble himself and seek the Lord when our bellies are full. That's true. It's 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 really difficult for man to humble himself and seek the Lord when he's got a roof over his house, mm. when he's got two or three cars in his garage. Yeah. You know, when he's got you know. When he's blessed beyond measure, and here in America, the majority of our listeners are, are people that are going to be blessed. They work, you know, good jobs. They've got smartphones. They they drive nice cars. I mean, folks, we are blessed. Yeah. And so, how much do we really need God? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like oh, how how much do we really how much do we really need God? And I'm afraid that you know there's there's going to be there's going to come a day when our faith is going to be challenged. Our faith is going to be tested. Second Timothy tra- chapter three it says, "Know this: in the last days, perilous times mm. will come." Yeah. I mean, Paul, we just came through a pandemic and, you know, I mean, it wasn't looking back on it. Now, 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 now Grant, I'm not trying to make light of what happened with, with COVID. I know. Uh, yeah, I feel you. I know but but I, I wasn't under 
intense persecution. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, me either. I yeah. mean, obviously, people tried to get us to to close down the church for safety. And, you know, that was something that I wrestled with mm. because the nature of that virus, you know, we wanted to keep people safe. But at the same time, church and fellowship and serving the body, all of these things, it's necessary. Yeah. And we kind of uh, backed off a of church for a little while. And you know what happened whenever we backed off? Those people that were spiritually shallow. They disappeared. They fell away. They're not here anymore. They, they, oh, they fell right. away, Paul. You're right. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. It was like going through a spiritual drought. Mm. And my roots, I had to dig deep yeah. in my roots so that I didn't give up. Yeah. And you see, that's something that uh, Scripture talks about is being rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Because you see, those, those root systems... They've got to go deep into the soil, down yeah. deep into the earth, and grab that moisture. Yeah, that shallow is that taproot, like a pine tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and grab grab those nutrients that are down deep into the earth, and and you know what? When we're not blown around with every wind and weight of doctrine, you know, somebody like that is the Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Yeah. But that a double-minded man being spiritually shallow, these are things that that's not being rooted and <clears throat> grounded in the word. So there's going to be perilous times that are going to come. I feel like the church is going to be I mean no, there's there's no doubt about it. Scripture confirms it. The church is going to face persecutions. Let me read this to you. Men will be lovers of their own selves. That sounds a whole lot mm. like like today, you know, because rather than people making a sacrifice for the kingdom of God, I, I, I've been referencing these two lies that the enemy has been telling people, Paul. Lie number one, here's a reason that people say that they can't be involved in a ministry, that they, they can't serve God. I'm just not feeling led. And here's what, what I've been talking, what I've been preaching about here lately is about how Jesus washed feet. Right. I don't know of anybody who who's ever, you know, said, hey, give me that foot right there. Let me wash that foot, son. You know, kick off your shoes. And let me wash that foot. I just can't wait to grab hold of that foot. Right. You know what I mean? That was a that was not exactly a favorable job. That was not exactly a, a high class job. If anything, it was a it was a low class job. It was a, you know, a humbling job. And but Jesus did it. Jesus modeled foot washing. So that we can learn, and the and the servant is not greater than the master. Yeah, there there are necessary things that need to be done in the ministry. Jesus said, "I came to serve, not to be right. served." And so there are things that Jesus has commanded us to do, which is to go and make disciples. We've been commanded, and there's going to be times, Paul, that we don't always feel led to do something. Uh, yeah, are you I, with me? I, I I agree with you to a point. I I feel like that uh, not everybody's a hand, not everybody's feet, not everybody's legs. And I agree with you that there are certain things that we got to do because in my own, in my own walk, in my own life, there's been times that I felt like the Lord was leading me to do something and I did it and it just plummeted because unless the Lord builds a house, those who labor, labor in vain. Mm -hmm. So I've done things that I felt led to do uh, that crumbled and I've not done things that I felt led to do that. I just shot away and disobeyed. But then 
like you're saying, there's things that we're we've got to do that we just got to do, you mm-hmm. know. And and that and I think people, I really here's why I think what you're saying is is more right down than ever about being led. Nobody is seeking him the way they should. So if we're not seeking him all the time, we're not going to be led by the Spirit. Because here's the deal. You, God may want you to do that, but because you're not communing with him, you're not going to know if he's telling you to do that ministry or not. Mm. And and I think, you know, a, a part of that 100% participation at church, like you're talking about, if people would commune with the Lord and people would follow him, I think that uh, more people would know, hey, this is where God wants me and this is what he's wanting me to do. But the fact that, that a majority of our so-called church isn't totally and completely in love with the Lord at, at this point in their life, and that could be me tomorrow or that was me last week or, or whatever, uh, that's a big problem of why the ministries aren't being fulfilled. But I also know this. With, in going that route, there are there's a ministry to the church, and there's the ministry to go out and, and try to win people to mm-hmm. Jesus. So, I mean, we've all got to be led by the Lord. That way, it'll all flow and work together. The hand can say to the can't say to the hey, I, I have no need of you. Without the eye, I'm going to stumble and fall. I can't see what I'm doing. So, it's a fine line that we're walking in that, and we've got to be led by the Spirit of God. Yep. So, <laughs> so. You know, but, but think about this. You know, Scripture talks, um, I think it's in Matthew chapter 5, also Luke chapter number 6. It says, if a man asks for your coat. Give it to him. Give him your cloak also. Yeah, give him and, more. And, but, but people, I'm just not feeling led to do that. Mm. The Lord's commanded us to do it. What oh, if yeah. he says, if somebody asks you to go a mile with him. Go to. We, we've been called to go to. So like we know these things. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. So there's things that we've been commanded to do that we're not doing well we don't necessarily have to have the old holy ghost spiritual tingles you know them holy oh yeah definitely yeah that we've just been called to do right right Mm -hmm. like serving in the body like how about this regular church attendance faithful bible study loving the brethren i mean doing good unto uh, the household (laughs) of faith like there are things that people that we just, because we're spiritually shallow, Paul, mm. that's kind of where we're getting all this. So that's number one. That's the lie of the enemy where people say, I'm just not feeling led. Not committed. I'm, I, they're not committed. <laughs> I've heard it time and time again. As a pastor, I hear it all the time. Maybe I just hear it more than other people, but folks, I'm just not feeling led. Yeah. And, well, that just don't make sense to me. Number two, this is what the enemy will tell people. They don't need you. Oh yeah. They don't the need enemy, me. The yeah, enemy I have nothing will, to offer. Yep. The enemy will feed that into people. And so those are those are two definitive lies of the devil that shallow people will believe. Mm. Number one, I'm not feeling led. And number two, they don't need me. <clears throat> when I'm not committed to the Lord and seeking his will, that number two is the biggest one for me. They don't need me. They don't need me. They're good. Yeah. I, I said that for two and a half years before I came here. So, so, yeah, just like what you were saying earlier, Paul, you know, those people who say, ah, they don't need me, read 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. The body is composed of many members. We've got the hand, we've got the eyes, we've got the feet, we've got the nose, okay? And in verse number 21, Paul, that just, conf- just re- confirming what you said, the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Yeah. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem more feeble mm. are 
necessary. Yeah. You see, the ones that seem less important are actually very important. And those uh, members that we think less honorable, it says bestow more abundant honor to them, to those uncommonly parts. Mm. You see, Paul, like that liver. Yeah. I've never really thought a whole lot about my liver. Yeah. But you know what that thing does? It helps detoxify my body. Yeah, it filters you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've never really thought a whole lot about my liver and how important it is. But you know what? I appreciate it. Yeah, without Thank it. you very much, Mr. Liver, for yeah. helping me out. <laughs> yeah. Okay? The different parts of our body. Well, think about the church. We need every believer serving faithfully in the church, being rooted and grounded in the word. Why? Let's read uh, uh, Hebrews chapter number six. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. There are aspects of this walk of life that are beyond the basics, that we go deeper in the word of God, not laying in the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. You can just keep on going down through that passage right there because the apostle Paul is kind of giving a strong rebuke to those folks that they just, you know, they're just kind of in and out and they're left and right. They're so earthly minded. They know heavenly good. And it said, because they're not bearing those spiritual fruits Right here, the, the earth drinketh in the rain that comes upon it, and it brings forth herbs, meat for them, which is dressed, is verse 7, and they receive the blessings of God. So when it rains and there's, you know, an abundance, there'll be herbs, there'll be um, fruit that's brought forth from from the seed, right. right? But, you know, Paul, think about the thorns and the briars, you know, those are not pleasant things, are they? No, not at all. Those things usually grow in dry, arid places. Yeah. Would you agree? Well, spiritually, that's what it says. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. Mm. There's a lot of people that are just, you know, because there's there's not a whole lot of life spiritually in their life. There's a lot of thorns and briars, a lot of hate, a lot of anger, a lot of spiritual bitterness. And you know what? That's a sure sign of somebody who's spiritually shallow. Mm. They'll they'll uh, um, they'll have a form of godliness, but deny the power. Thereof. But they'll be denying the power thereof. Yeah. They're usually short tempered. Yeah. You know, they're usually hateful. They're usually difficult to be around. They're usually moody. My way or the highway. My way or the highway. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not often patient. They're not often lo- often loving and kind. They're bearing those thorns and briars, Paul. Would you say that you wouldn't bear those if you were deep, or if you were deep, you might be even be mature, right? Mm. Right. Yeah. And and you see, you know those uh, the th- those briars can grow up in any person's life. Yeah. Especially if we don't guard our guard our heart and mind, that's for Th- sure. Those briars can creep in at any time, Paul. Mm-hmm. But beloved, verse number nine, we are persuaded better things of you. Mm. I've never noticed that. We're persuaded better things of you. Ooh, that's good. Things that accompany salvation, thus we speak. For God is not unrighteous. I like this. God will not forget 
your work and labor of love, which you have showed in his name, mm. in that you've ministered to the th- saints and you do minister. Okay? Wow. So so the Apostle Paul is speaking to a... Well, I mean, we, we assume that Paul is the writer of, of Hebrews, but the writer is speaking to a group of people, and he's saying, listen, God sees what you're doing. Mm. Be not weary in well-doing. You'll reap in due season if you faint not. Yes. But he said, God sees what you're doing. You're ministering to the saints, and you're doing a good thing. And look what this. He said, and we desire that everyone... Mm. Everyone, all believers have been called to show the same diligence, mm. to give the same effort. Oh, wow. Right? That's good. To, 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 to give the same diligence to the full assurance of hope. And look at what it says here. And be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. So, Paul, if we're going to be men and women who are deeply rooted in Christ, we've got to have attention to detail. We've got to be diligent. We've got to be focused. We've got to be committed. we got to remember our first love. Bottom line, listen to this. The deep things of God, L- listen to what it shows. It shows this, the faith which we held so delicately at our baptism is an expression of our personal relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We live out the deep things every time we pray to Him through the Spirit because we believe. If you'll think back to that moment when He first drew you, when that Spirit drew you, He threw out the, the, I like to say He threw out the hook and He reeled you in. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Truth Revival is brought to you by Senor Lopez Mexican Grill, 105 Mechapike, Teleco Plains, Tennessee. Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening at Senor Lopez? Hey, take the family down Monday night for trivia, 6.30 to 7.30. Tuesday is my favorite day. Tuesday is Teleco Spirit Tuesday, where 10% of all proceeds go to the town of Teleco Plains, Rome, which is a great idea, and I love that. Bingo, Thursday night at 6.30, and Saturday night is live music from 6.30 to 8.30, so take the family down, relax, have a great meal where the food is fresh and the family is welcome. Come home for dinner at Senor Lopez. And now, the continuation of Truth Revival. That first moment of how you believed you believed in Him and His Word and who, who you had heard He was your whole life, with every inkling of who you were, you believed that. You didn't doubt it because you were desperately in need of a Savior. And, and you submit, you, you, wherever you're at, if you, if you fall on the ground, if you go to the altar, if you're on the mountain, if you're in your car, wherever you had that encounter with him, you totally release every bit of who you are to him in that moment because you trust him that he's the only thing that can help you. He's the only thing that can help you. So why? And this is what I don't understand about myself. So why, if in that moment, 
July the 27th, 1997, at about 15 minutes after 12. <laughs> if I did that, why do I have to be so shallow now and not remember how I trusted him so delicately in that moment? Why can't I trust him now when I've got a roof over my head, when I've got a car or two? Why can't I trust him now? Why can't I seek him while he may be found that I can... Those deep things of God, those seven spirits of who he is, will encamp me and encompass me and be my being and be who I am. And therefore, when the opportunity arises in me that I'll know which way he's steering me to go, and I can truly be led by the, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And I can totally be, and truly be led by him. But I love this, this quote here. The faith which we held so delicately at our baptism is an expression of our personal relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We live out the deep things every time we pray to him through the Spirit because we believe. Are you shallow now because you don't believe as much then? Or here's the thing. You believe that this candy bar tastes good when you first put it in your mouth. But after you've ate about 10, it kind of gets mundane. He says he's new and he's fresh every morning. The only thing that gets mundane is our approach to the throne. Mm. That's what gets mundane, us, because he's new every morning. His gift is new every morning. His love, his mercy, his grace, his peace, all those things are new every morning. And I have refused over and over and over and over again to walk and relish in who he is and what he wants to give me because he loves me. It's on me. And listener, it's on you. It's the bottom line. You know, Paul, as you were saying that, uh, I think sometimes pride creeps into our heart. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, I'm the king of it. <laughs> Pride will sometimes will sometimes creep into our heart, and will <clears throat> you know the the babble, the type, babble, the babble experience, the babble. Yep. You know mm-hmm. where they'll say, "Look at us! Look what we've done! Yeah. Look at what we've accomplished!" Right. And God has to confound them. God has to bring confusion. Yeah. God's got to humble them. That's why the Bible says, "Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will exalt you." In due time. That's truth. Be careful for him because pride, a haughty spirit. Yeah, it, it goes before, before the fall. It goes before the fall and before destruction. So here's the thing. Romans chapter 12. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Mm. Be not wise in your own conceits. That goes... That just flies right in the face of the American dream. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. You know, you've said this before, and I, I agree with you because I've been convicted over it. We want those. We want those people that are high class. Yeah. We want those people that are, you know, upper class. We want those people who've got something to offer us. Now, now here's the thing. I'm not saying that you should go around and find a bunch of friends that are drunks that cuss all the time, that, you know, are out partying and and doing all kinds of wicked things. I'm not saying that. And there's some people who will use that justification and say, well, Jesus hung out with sinners and Jesus done, and I'm just doing my part to serve the Lord. You know, (laughs) (laughs) 
Jesus said, be ye in the world, but not of it, but not of the world. And someone who is spiritually shallow, they will be in the world and they will be consumed by the world. Yeah. Like we read earlier. Yep. The world will overtake them. Why? Because they're spiritually shallow. They don't have roots to stand against the attacks of the enemy. And I'm going to tell you something, Paul. Listen, man. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if I've ever told you this or not. I was probably 24, you know. A couple years back. A couple years back, <laughs> about 12 years ago. And I got sent on this business trip. And on this business trip, it's me and uh, this other guy. And uh, we go and we do our, our job. We're getting ready to board the plane. It's a night flight. And something's wrong with the plane. And it uh, they they say, uh, we're going to have to put you guys in the hotel for the night. Mm. So uh, they offered to put us in a hotel. And um, there was some young people that was on that flight. And they, I mean, they all started talking. They wanted to go out. And Paul, I was young and pretty, you know, 24 years oh, old. Yeah. And there was this girl that was kind of like eyeballing me. I've never, I don't, I don't share this with many people. Easy Paul. now. Easy now. There's this girl that was eyeballing me. And let me tell you something, Paul. I was eyeballing her. Yeah. Cause she was foxy. Yeah. And I'm telling you, son, that Holy Ghost got all over me. And I got her conviction. He said, whoa. And I went and locked <laughs> myself in the room. There you go. Because I knew that. I was under a spiritual attack. Yes. I was spiritually, there was spiritual warfare that was happening in that in that moment. Yeah. And because I'm, and I'm not bragging or boasting on me, but yeah, I've been preaching since I was 16. Right. You know, the Bible says to be aware of Satan's devices, to know the, to, to be you able to see to, the yeah. attacks. And mm-hmm. spiritually, I, because I had roots that were deep. I Listen, that don't make it easy. I was in cold sweats that night. Yes. And that one of them guys was knocking on my room and saying, hey, man, they, we want to go out here to this bar. They want to go out and they want to go drink and they want to go party. Just go with us, man. Just go with us. And I said, no, nope, not for me. I'm good. No, not for me. It gets better. So we get on the <laughs> flight the next day. We get on the flight the next day. And they said, because of, because, you know, you guys are loyal customers of whatever you all have had, you know, this kind of experience. They're going to give everybody free drinks on the flight. And son, everybody had them little bottles of, you know, uh, tequila and little bottles of this and that. And Paul, I'd never drunk a drop of anything in my life. And son, they was just throwing alcohol at me. And I was thinking to myself, oh, Lord Jesus. You know, now if I wanted to, Son, I could have, I, there wasn't nobody around and nobody knew me. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's when it matters the most. That's when it matters, Paul. Yeah, boy. That's when it matters. Yeah. And you know what? Sadly, there are a lot of people who claim to be Christians and they say, oh, Jesus will forgive me. Jesus understands. You know, the Bible says to use not our liberty yeah. as an occasion to the flesh. Yeah. There's some people that, the Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. There are people that are Christian people and their tongues are vile. Yeah. Their their tongues are evil. 
Their tongues are full of a deadly poison, Paul. Mm. They they speak perverse things. They talk wickedly. They talk ungodly. They may not exactly say the four letter words, but there's a lot of innuendo and there's a lot of there's a lot of rotten putrid things that come out of their mouths. God help us. Yeah, it's the intent of the heart. Yes. At the end of the day. Yeah. And and we we may be able to mask it, we may be able to disguise it. But I'm going to tell you what, when if you're a true child of God, when you open your mouth, there ought to be life that comes out of that. Yes. There ought to be wholesome talk that comes out of that. So be not wise in your own deceits. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will exalt you in due time. Just be committed unto the Lord. Mm. Humble yourself in the sight of God. Fall in love with his word. I mean, we cannot reiterate that enough. It's not just about, you know, being tuned into a podcast. Podcasts are great. Truth Revival is great. But you get you need to get locked into that word. Yes, are you with me, Paul? Amen. That's true. Yep. It, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, we're doing that Bible for a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, last week, uh, we kind of finished up numbers. Well, that's where I'm at. But I'm anyway. a little behind myself. Yep, yep. But, I got to uh, get caught up. Um, but it talks about. These all these guys came together to go against God. I, I shouldn't even be saying this because I'm going to use it in my next sermon. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> these guys all come together to go against God, and you know they profane him and they they sin against him, and then it calls this other guy out and that he didn't go with them. He didn't he didn't do what they did, but this was so cool. I thought this was so crazy. It said, but he died in his own sin. He died in it. You don't. You don't got to go with the flow. It's between you and him. He didn't go with the flow that profaned God, but he died in his own sin. He died in his own sin. You you didn't have to go through with, you know all that stuff on your trip, but if you would have done it, if you would have done it, even though nobody knew you, or or, or let's say you would have went back to the room and got your own bottle and did it where no <laughs> and did it where nobody's seen it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would have opened the door. To where you could have died in your own sin, mm. and I think this 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 walk ran is way more important and way way more pivotal than people really think. They they get, they get mundane, like, like we were talking earlier. And 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 here's the thing: you were talking earlier about the root. You know, we got to have deep roots, and these roots got to spread out. But listen, listen to what Isaiah eleven says, and it even confirms this in Revelation. You know, over in the New Testament, it says, "There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse." That shoot came from that stump because the roots ran deep. Mm. And a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And listen to this. This is what we get when we have communion with the Father. This is what happens when we have a deep walk and a deep communion with him. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Because what are we? We read earlier that we're heirs with Christ, that we receive the inheritance of who he is. This is who he is. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, number one, Number two, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, and the spirit of might, and the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. Now, if you have these things, you're going to be walking deep. And it says the ones who are led by the spirit are the sons. And if you have these things, you're going to be led by the spirit because who was the numero uno one led by the spirit first? Our Father, Jesus, he was led by the Spirit, and we're heirs to his throne. And I think a lot of people forget that. You know, hey, you know, 
we, <laughs> we were bought with a high price. Mm. We, you know, we're not bottom dwellers on the bottom shelf. We're on the top shelf. Yeah. We were bought with a high price and we too often forget that. Well, that's another lie of the enemy right there, Paul. Satan will tell people, nobody loves you. Nobody cares about you. Oh, that's a, that's a big time yeah. lie. God sent his only begotten son, heaven's best. Yes. Just for you. Amen. For, for me. Heaven's best. Heaven's best. And, and so you are somebody in the eyes of Christ. Mm. Now, again, the sin that you're engaged in, my friend, sin stinks in the nostrils of God. And so we must constantly repent and renew our hearts unto the Lord because without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission or forgiveness of sin. That's true. And and and, and praise be unto God, which gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. I don't have to dwell in my sin anymore. <laughs> I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to live in fear and guilt anymore because of what Jesus Christ did. And so here's, here's something else. A shallow Christian will constantly be marred in their guilt, marred in their shame. Here's the thing. Just go ahead and embrace it. Yeah. Why don't you just go ahead and say, yeah, devil, you're right. Mm. You, you are right. I am, you know, I, I am guilty of those things that you accuse me of. But Jesus Christ loved me anyway. <laughs> Amen. And according to him, that's under the blood. That's wiped clean. So I'm going to press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You keep so, preaching, I'm going to run. My goodness, son. <laughs> Ephesians chapter number three. Here's This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. The apostle Paul, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to end it, Paul. The apostle Paul said, Ephesians chapter three, verse number 16, that God would grant you according to his riches and glory, that you would be strengthened by his might in the inner man, that the inner man might be strengthened mm. okay i don't know if you've ever heard this before paul i think it was mike tyson or some boxer who come out with the and they were saying the enemy is the enemy the enemy is the enemy the enemy is the inner me inner me the enemy is the inner me yeah like my biggest enemy is me me yeah amen my enemy i believe that the the man on the inside mm -hmm. those demons that we fight that spiritual wickedness in high places those 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 demons those that works of darkness that torment our mind mm -hmm. well yeah. here's what the apostle paul says according to the riches of christ be strengthened by his spirit in the inner man the inner you be strengthened yes so that christ may dwell in your heart and you being rooted and grounded in love that's good now does this happen overnight no the seed that you plant does it just develop those deep roots and sprout fruit overnight no it takes time and you you know it's got to go through some rain it's got to go through the heat it's got to endure some things mudslide or two so nurture it <laughs> okay protect it but it will become resilient over time, being rooted and grounded in love. And here's what begins to happen when you become rooted and grounded. You begin to comprehend some things. You begin to understand some things. 
Paul, would you say that you're comprehending some stuff about God now? Oh, yeah. You're understanding some things? Yeah. The word is making sense unto you? Mm -hmm. Okay? That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know the love of Christ. Amen. Wow. And again, when that enemy says nobody, nobody loves you and nobody cares for you, let me tell you something. God wants you to know the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of his love that he has for you, and it passes all knowledge, and then you will be filled with all the fullness of God, fully furnished unto all good works, fully equipped. And I want, look here, I got to finish this. Fully furnished, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> now, he that is able to do exceedingly abundant, he that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even think or ask. <laughs> Yeah. Paul, I can ask some things, some yeah. fancy things. Oh, yeah. But God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all of that according to the power that works in us, in you. So unto him be glory in the church throughout all the ages by Christ Jesus, world without end. Amen. And Paul, right now, that's up to me and you. Yeah. We are in that church right now. So may we bring glory to God. Okay. We're yeah. the watchers on the wall right now. It's our turn. And I pray that all of our listeners out there, you're the watchers on the wall right now. Be deeply rooted. Fall in love with Christ. Get committed to his word. Mm. The Holy Spirit will begin to reveal some amazing things to you so that you can comprehend with all the saints. Yeah, amen. The love of Christ and be filled with the fullness of God. Not filled with the trash and the garbage of this world. Get you get your nose out of your phone. Get 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 off Instagram. Okay. Turn off Netflix every now and then. Be filled with the fullness of God. Paul, close us out here. Wow. It's been good for me. I've I've enjoyed it. I mean, I really have. It's been uh I get to preach to you a lot, you know. Uh, hey, you know, I <laughs> I love when we have a topic and I can dig a little bit and find out a little bit about it because there's always a good nugget in there, you know, to to keep you going and and to refresh you and revive you. You know, he his word is life. You know, he said I, I'm I'm spirit and truth and I, I'm life. That's who he is. And back to this deep thing and being spiritually shallow. Uh, I've said it for a long time and I'll continue to say it. We really don't know who we are as heirs to who he, of him. Uh, I think if we really knew who we were and, and, and understood the price that he paid for us, we might approach things a little different, but Paul himself, man, one of the greatest ever to, to, to walk in the faith said, Hey, there's a war in my members. There's a battle. Those mm -hmm. things I don't want to do, I do. And those things that I want to do, I don't do. So I get it. There's a war in me. There's a war in you. There's a war in, in our listeners. There's a war. But we've got to understand. We've got to strategically place ourselves with the master. And that comes from communion and commitment with him. And those seven spirits like we talked about in Isaiah, they will flourish and flow on you. But listen to what Paul says here in Corinthians. I'm going to go, I read this earlier, verse 14 down, but I'm going to go up here and start in verse 6, chapter 2, verse 6 here in 1 Corinthians. And then I, th this will close us out. It says, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. Although it's not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. 
but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God. That only comes from the deep, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. For our glory. Mm-hmm. As heirs, for our glory. Hey, not everybody's blessed enough to have that deep relationship with him and walk in his anointing, in his glory of who he is. That was for us. God decreed it for you and me. Yeah. And if we if we can get a hold of that and realize that, that'll change our life. That he decreed that before the ages for your glory, Roman, and for my glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor ever entered into the heart of man, what God has prepared for those who love him. When you love, you're committed. Good, bad, ugly, Mm. you're in for the long haul. In it to win it, right? Endure until the end. That's the goal. So, believer, like the tree planted by the water, Mm. I shall not be moved. (laughs) I pray that you endure. Paul, it's been a good episode. It's been a good one. If you've enjoyed Truth Revival, be sure to check us out at Facebook, Truth Revival 37385. For Paul Chapman, I'm Roman Hamilton. We're out of here. <laughs>